Hello, everybody, and welcome to Final Show Films. I'm John, your executive producer here, and thanks for tuning in to watch or listen to whatever it is you're about to watch or listen to. In these trying times, we really do appreciate everyone that feels that we are worth their time, and we hope that we're able to give you something entertaining to while away the time as you spend it. Uh, we particularly want to thank those of you that feel like we're worth financially contributing to, uh, particularly our $25 and up supporters on Patreon, who are Antitonic, Drevian Alexander, Catwater Flame, Rowan Parker, and Samantha Bates. Yes, I read that off of the list. Thank you very much for supporting us. I know that in these uncertain times, finances are tough for everybody, so that you're willing to donate to us means a lot to all of us here, and we thank you. That being said, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Hunter the Vigil Terminus Tendency. I am William, and I am your storyteller for this New World of Darkness Chronicle. Joining me today, we have Jeremy. Hello, my name is Jeremy. Uh, I am playing Nina Sky, uh, a union rock star. And I was wrong. It's not. It was the insider that Russell Crowe acted in in 1999. Insider. This... <laughs> that doesn't work. It's the um, same syllables. A warrant. I have no fucking clue how that, like, the the fast draw bit after that goes. No one does. Not even Snow. <clears throat> uh, and John? Leaky boom boom something. Something something leaky boom boom. Uh, sorry, who did it? Am I the first one or was someone else introduced first? I completely lost Jeremy, Jeremy was, was introduced first. first. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, I was supposed to be shifting With the, the Russell Crowe commentary. Yeah, right, right. Hi, I'm John, and I'm playing Zero Albright, um, who is not putting on his sunglasses today because I can't find my fucking uh, my glasses cleaner, and so I can't clean any of my sunglasses or my regular glasses, so dirty lenses. Apparently the line is, you know, say daddy me snow me, I go blame. <laughs> sure it is. That's a, that's a line. <laughs> Those are definitely words that you said that sound like they might make sense put together. Look, I don't know, man. From a certain perspective. <laughs> from I a just, certain point of view. I, I, I don't listen to reggae for the lyrics. I, I listen to reggae for the rhythm and the feel. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and Holly... Hi, I'm Holly. I'm playing Astrid Ashwin, Knights of St. Adrian, and I do not listen to reggae for any reason. You should. It's fun. Reggae is good <laughs> stuff. I'm going to fight you on the idea that fucking Informer is a reggae song, though. It is. Whether or not you like it doesn't change the genre. I was about to say, it, it is genre classified as reggae. <laughs> Okay. Snow like in the is about a, page for the song. Snow is a reggae singer. Are we talking about the Wikipedia page? Because no. I mean, this is the feedback page on Google, <laughs> which goes off of Wikipedia. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, Jack. Hey, everybody. I'm Jack. I'm playing Nikolai Dalka, member of the Ascending Ones. And if he was in Gladiator, he would be the Medicus. Also, it got the Juno Award for Reggae Recording of the Year, so there's that. Okay, I will grant you that one. There you go. 
I argue it's far more. It, sure, there's reggae elements in, but that's a hip hop song. <laughs> it's both hip hop and reggae. Hi, I'm Mara, and I'm playing Thomas Smith, uh, Ashwood Abbey uh, repairman, and Black Lives Matter, trans rights or human rights, and Texas. Why? Also, happy Women's History Month. Yeah, that too. And go check out all the all the lovely women that I put up in a tweet on International Women's Day, including two of whom are here. <laughs> that sentence worked. Yeah. <laughs> and Craig? Hi, uh, I'll be playing Paul Phillips, copies of the Aegis Kaidoru, who in turn is currently playing Jim Dale, Federal Energy Regulatory oh, no. Commission Inspector. Right, like, right, that's right. Like a Russian nesting doll. <laughs> that's right. No. Two of us are in character. Hang on, gotta get the accent back. <laughs> We're in the middle of combat at this point. We don't need hey. to do the accent. Hey, some of us are professionals, all right? <laughs> that's the wrong accent. All right, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. That was Australian. No, no, it wasn't. I don't know what you mean by need to do the accent. <laughs> need to do the accent. You're from Monroe. I, to. I have to say Monroe. That's that's what I gotta do to get the accent back. Monroe. Cause because that's where I'm from, right? Like that was more like that first line was like Pacific Islander somewhere. Like somewhere between Australia and New Zealand and the Philippines. You have to, you have to really tune You're getting it in. ready for the Hawaii trip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I cannot do a Hawaiian accent. I'm not gonna try. <laughs> Please do not. I'm not going to. <laughs> How offensive can we be? I mean, okay. I could go I could tell you what some white people said to me once when I was in Atlanta. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Please do not just <laughs> Jack asked. <laughs> anyway. We're fighting we, a thunderstorm. Yeah, we let we left off when you guys were fighting a man who turned into a ball of lightning. Uh, so we pick up with that. By the way, there's lightning everywhere in this in this metal building. Paul, yeah. it's your turn. Paul, who is still sort of also, I turned on the it, fire alarm for whatever that's worth. Is it? Yeah. Is, is it? So is it raining in here now? Is are the sprinklers on or? Uh, they've the just turned alarm? on. Yes. Okay. Um, so Paul uh, is who is still. In costume is Jim Dale, mustache, big glasses, thinning hair. Uh, pulls on his uh, his rubber gloves. And um, is there anything around that it's plugged has a has a three prong plug in here that I can see? Big lamp, computer, anything? Probably, like? yeah. All right, I want to grab that uh, that plug and uh, just cut it off wherever it's it's plugged in with the multi-tool that he has and then strip it so that the uh, the ground is exposed. Okay. Make me a dexterity and crafts roll. Okay. I knew I had crafts for a reason. Uh, normal roll... Uh, I'm going to spend a willpower on this, if I may. Sure, go for it. That was an attack roll. I don't know who just rubbed their <laughs> microphone against their shirt, Whoops, but stop my it. My bad. All right. Um, let's try that again. All right, four successes. 
So, uh, yeah, very quickly, um, it'll probably take you into the... Uh, it's probably like the end of your turn by the time you manage to finish stripping it down to the ground. Yeah. Uh, but you have, you have exposed the ground. Okay. In All this right. particular outlet. Okay. He will, if possible, he will do this while sort of crouched down by the desk, I guess. But I, I, I certainly think that's all the time that I have on my turn. Uh, Thomas. Okay. Well, uh, I have a giant sword. That's pretty much what I've got. Uh, we remind me. Oh, yes. Other Use people have attacked this thing, and and it hasn't seemed to be affected by physical attacks now that he's gone into a thing. Yes. Of- be being not made of physical material, he does not appear to be all that bothered by physical attacks. Well, darn it. Okay. Um, can I see Paul doing his thing? Can I like try and grab it and use that to ground? Um, I don't yep. know. He will okay. pass it up to you. We yeah. can find it around the base of the sword. Ooh. Ooh, yes. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. You got some rubber gloves? Uh <laughs> no. Can I can I take can I give a rubber glove over? Does mm. does Thomas have professional training that he could roll to see if he has rubber gloves? Do I have one dot of professional would that count? Uh, roll, just roll. I'm trying to think what a luck roll would be here. Yeah. I, I, I would I would make the argument we are here posing as investigators. Yeah. Is it possible that that would be part of the investigator kit? I would say roll me composure and intelligence plus your professional training all right if we have any energy inspectors listening i apologize i am (laughs) tremendously ignorant of what you do i don't know if you have rubber gloves it seems like a thing that might be useful if you need to sample the power three successes (laughs) i will say yes you have a pair of rubber gloves on you perfect all right i am gonna wrap that thing around the the sword I'm assuming that takes my whole turn, or probably. Okay, that's what I do. Craig, I just want to confirm: Did you just say sample the power? Yeah, that's why I was saying. That's what I'm picturing. Like, why would they have rubber gloves? I don't know. It's like you want to dip in and get like a big old paw full of energy. Maybe because <laughs> maybe because they might be work walking into a place that's very unsanitary and they don't want to touch filth and grime with their bare hands. I'm just imagining, like, like, like going well, through Costco's to get the free, the free electricity sample. Exactly. Right. <clears throat> it comes on a toothpaste. Like they definitely have gloves. The question is whether or not they're rubber or not. Yeah. I feel like if you're a specifically an inspector for a power plant, you should have rubber gloves because if there are any faults at that power plant, open wires are a danger. Yeah, but at that point, you want rubber-soled shoes, really, more than anything else. Yeah, Not too, I, but both. Having both does not hurt. No, it doesn't. I mean, at that point, you want another you, job. So I'm all for it. I'm just admitting my own ignorance on the subject. Yeah. Same. Well, I grabbed the end from 
Paul and Rabbi Ramasword. That's my turn. I'm still standing out there just to give another target. What is our good friend Grandfather Thunder's turn? This won't go horrifically at all. I don't know. I haven't found him on Facebook yet, so I don't really think we're that close. (laughs) (laughs) He's the part of the family that you don't friend on Facebook. Facebook saw saw his name and decided that it was a fake name and and disabled his account. All right. So you, when you're attacking while well, you're made of a weird non-Newtonian element. Electricity isn't so much an element as it is just a discharge of energy, really. <coughs> that is not how changelings and the Fae view electricity. I know. <laughs> I think it also does bashing and not lethal, right? Yes, it does do yeah. bashing damage. Interestingly, changelings and the Fae all, both, give a huge amount of shit about Isaac Newton. <laughs> they like that guy. Let's see. What is your... <clears throat> Do they? I mean, all he did was drop an apple. Have you read The Principia? No. It is one of the great stand-up comedy texts of that era, according to the Fay. Look at this guy <clears throat> trying to predict how things work. All right, so... Uh, the massive lightning arcs around and is going to try and zap Astrid, who is trying to destroy the computers here. Uh... Just the desk. No, I think she was going for the computers, too. She's going for everything. She was trying to get Rise out of it. It turns out you succeed. Good job. job. Yes, a rising current. <laughs> we had a series of bread puns on uh, on Dragonstone today, so I'm still feeling a little still punny. caught, still still caught in the wake of that. One. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm just reading up on the rules of this thing. The damage of this is the the Kill damage rating Astrid. on this is the is is the is the wielder's weird if it's bashing damage. Kill Astrid. Kill Astrid. Let me tell you how much weird. Let me tell you how much weird Grandfather Thunder has. Just tell me how dead I am. Oh, yeah, you're injured. Do you have a backup? Do you have a backup character, Holly? Nope. Dark thinking. Any ideas that you really like? I never have backup characters. Same, same. Well, I've never lost a character in a long term campaign before. Tonight could be the night. That's six points of bashing damage. Gotta start somewhere. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I need to roll that again. What's your defense? I didn't take that in. Oh, um, two. This is where it becomes eight. Twelve points of bashing damage. <laughs> defense calculated. In the system, I forget. 
Uh, it's your. It's the higher of your dexterity or lower of the wits. Or oh, sorry, lower wits lower of your wits or dexterity. Right. Still four points of bashing <clears throat> damage. Not as bad. Better. Are you still conscious? Hmm. I think so. Hold on. It was a very qualified uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm figuring out health here and what lines mean. Uh, the X is lethal. The one slash oh. is bashing. Okay, hold on. I did this wrong. The star is aggravated. It, it, it builds in like a sort of simple way. It's one line for bashing, two lines for lethal, three lines for aggravated. Okay. Four lines for, oh my god, what happened? <laughs> Okay, so that was just bashing. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. I'm. I'm still. I'm still standing. That is going to be his turn, Nina. All right. I'll make the joke that I made before. I will call. I, I'm. I'm. Uh, my action will be to call Texas and have them take control. That'll be <laughs> the problem. Um. But no. In all seriousness, uh, I believe I have a copper pipe. You do. I know this is gonna hurt. Try and ground him through you. It'll at least potentially, I don't know, slow him down, contain something while <laughs> everybody else does their thing, whatever their thing is. Um, so yeah. I'm gonna try <laughs> to stick him stick through him with the pipe. Uh make me what do we say the damage of a pipe would be too? Make a make a weaponry attack minus three for his defense. Okay. We did uh, we'll say willpower, so it's even. At least a couple of us did say to try to drag him outside. Yeah. Whenever that's. But we worth. can't do that until we've got him in a position where we can grab drag him. If I have a if I have a pipe sticking out of his chest, I can potentially <laughs> drag. Um, I'll leave the office. He'll follow, though. <laughs> I also don't necessarily want. There's four damage. <clears throat> Very nice. Uh, it's not really going to be damage, but it's just a measure of how effectively you try and grab right. this guy right through. Uh, so you you sort of you sort of catch where this lightning. You're fortunate because it's a it's an it's a a changeling moving as lightning rather than actual lightning. So you actually have a chance to watch it and try and. Right. React to it. Um, I've dealt so, with pyro before. I know how this works. So you 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 reach out and try and slam out to extend the copper rod into it, and uh, yeah, you stick a copper rod into a pile of lightning with yourself on the other end of it. <laughs> yep. Let's see how bad this hurts. I'm just gonna roll his weird. Kill Nina. Kill Nina. Kill Nina. <laughs> see, that's the thing is. I haven't thought of any back backup characters, but I have one just because I played one previous. Yeah, because you played uh, Verity one. Yeah. Um, you take three points of bashing damage. Oh, blah. I would have to redo the overlay and the profile card, though. What effect does this appear to have had? It definitely appears to have slowed him down. The 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 jagged the jagged rampaging of his of his lightning form has sort of become tethered around the area. Like as you 
as you stuck the, the, the copper rod into the core, he channeled into you and down into the floor. And it sort of like you had him on a hook, basically. So the lightning sort of flailed around the vicinity of the copper rod rather than dancing around the room. Think quick. Think quick. Working on it. Nico. Well, given Nico's intensive and long-term training in how power stations work, but <laughs> he has none. Um, <clears throat> he's just looking around for anything that looks like, hi, we're the contingency plan mechanisms. You know. Break glass in case of emergency. Right. Or, you know, hey, you know, oh, got excess electricity? Put it here kind of thing. Ah uh, yes, the the electricity box. Every station. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Those. Yeah. Right. He's <clears throat> he's look he's looking he's looking for the drain plug in the in the electricity bathtub. Roll me wits and composure. Cool. Looking for a box that has a lightning bolt on it. Surely the answer will be inside. <laughs> Not a one. You he's see. <laughs> you see many things marked with lightning bolts, and you realize they're all transformers. Ah, robots in disguise. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Autobots roll out. <laughs> yep, that's that's about his turn then, probably. Astrid. For stuff that he doesn't know. Okay. Um, is Nina successfully grounding this thing? I mean, she's got him held rather than moving constantly around the room. I don't. I don't know if you would call it successful, considering she's currently being used as the ground. Right. Right. Um, how it is it... still a success. It's how... a qualified success. How close is Nina to the door? Uh, probably standing just a few feet inside of it. Okay. Um, Astrid is going to try to tackle Nina out the door. Kill Astrid and Nina. Kill Astrid and <laughs> Nina. <laughs> I am conductive. You do realize. <laughs> Wait, the electricity monster's inside Nina. Had to kill Nina to get it out. <laughs> I need to get it out of the room. Yeah, legit. No, I'm... <laughs> This is the only thing I can think of. We, we're so good at planning. <laughs> Thomas and Paul are sitting there like, don't worry, we'll ground the... Uh, and they're out the door. <laughs> <laughs> I had a... I have... Are... I want to say, are you sure about that? But all right. <laughs> Roll me strength and athletics, I guess. Kill Astrid and Nina. Kill Astrid and Nina. <laughs> That's a weaponry attack. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to kill Nina, apparently. Like I said, hands off. <laughs> the electricity has gotten into Nina. We've got to get it out. Axe first. <laughs> Get it? Get it? Oh, the oh, that no, time no. you rolled zero dice. <laughs> I'm not rolling right tonight. Please, there. There you go. <laughs> Nina, are you trying to not be tackled here? Um. 
No, if Astrid wants to get herself shocked, that's fine. Okay, I'm. I, I, am... I will. I will. I, if she's willing to accept the consequences of 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 uh, Nina's electric personality, <laughs> that's. I am going to need you to roll for your grip because you're being bodily tackled while your muscles are spasming from electricity. So I'm going to need you to roll... Bonus die for the spasming, though, right? <laughs> uh, let's see. It's really hard to let go once you're being shocked. That is true. I know from experience. So fuck around that thing. Magnetism. It works on Muscles humans. Clenched. <laughs> yeah, but you have no like particular like sliding grip. You're just kind of clenched. So um Romy's strength and stamina. Okay. I will willpower this. Cause who needs willpower? Willpower. Um, sheet roll plus three. Oh wait, no, sorry, Ooh. plus two because I'm currently a minus one for health penalties. Technically, uh, that'll be automatic. Oh, it already does. Yeah, it does automatically. Roll an extra okay. die. Okay. Yep. Technically, since William is piloting the demon, didn't do anything. So one, one. So you don't you I'm don't let go on. of the you don't let go of the pipe. It doesn't slip out of your hands. Since since William is piloting the creature made of electricity, we're fighting willpower. The one no. doesn't cancel stuff, does Take it? Take ten lethal damage. <laughs> <laughs> A sniper just takes zero out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you you tackle Nina and both of you land on the other side of the door, having just managed to push her out the door with that tackle. I am, however, going to... Not in New World, Craig, only in Old World. Thanks. Yeah. That's O-W. Not the C-W. That or is we could call it Good World. Cod, really. Oh, no. Wad versus Cod. No. Please not call it Wad. <laughs> the old world is Wad. It's what I, I God. I have referred to the world of darkness as Wad for years. You're not going to make me stop. Many other options. That's another four points of bashing damage of you good. take, Astrid, as you tackle the person who is currently discharging lightning. This was a great idea. Kill Astrid. Kill Astrid. I only had two more slots left for bashing. So two of your bashing that you have <laughs> turns into lethal. Awesome. I forget, I... Jack. Is it when you're full up on bashing that you're that you're unconscious or? Yeah. Yeah. Am I unconscious? Well, I think you have to make a stamina roll for it. Yes. It's, yes. On your on your turn, you'll make a stamina roll or pass out. Awesome. Astrid makes really great decisions. Is that would it happen now because you triggered it on her turn technically rather than being hit? I think it is an instant. Let me check. I feel like yes. From my people who have played this game more often than I do. Books. 
Core rulebook. Um, we'll say, uh, make a stamina roll right now to see if you maintain consciousness, having just shocked yourself. Just straight stamina? Yeah. Straight yeah. stamina, no penalties due to wounds. Yep. No penalties due to yeah, wounds? Yeah, no, no wound penalties. No. So you're going to want to add three dice. Okay. That's the wrong book. We're in Hunter. One success. All right, you're not unconscious yet. Yet being the operative word. Yeah, you will have to make that every that roll every every turn. Yeah. Zero. It's your turn. Cool. They got him outside, right? Well, he's outside the door of the office. He's not outside the building yet. That's fine. Uh could I throw one of my cold iron throwing knives into the electricity? Don't yes. Uh, <laughs> there are two other people in the middle of that electricity right now. That's fun. I'm a Zero real good. I'm a, I'm a real good hit. I, I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here and make a presumption about John's character that Zero doesn't give a fuck about the fact that there are two other people there. I mean, he does in a sense, but he's not going to do the same thing that you guys have been doing and touch the electricity. So, sure, you can make me that throw. Uh. Uh, this should be strength athletics, not dexterity athletics. What are you talking about? Why are you wrong? Oh no no no! It's, no, it's no, it's not. It's dexterity athletics. Never mind. That's right. That's correct. Uh, plus one. I'm just gonna add one to the damage dice for my specialty in knives. Um, do, 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 do. And I would like to actually do some damage as opposed to every other time I've ever attacked something in this game. So I'm going to spend a willpower. I mean, when you did some decent damage to the knuckle of you with your arrows. <laughs> Two at a time, yes. Yeah, all of it aggravated, though. Well, here's a cold iron throwing knife into the electricity for four damage. Hopefully it does something. <laughs> Unfortunately, cold iron as it is, the knife is not a grounded object when it's flying through the air. And the lightning is already tethered to the path of least resistance, which is through the copper bar into the other two people. There's just a throwing knife just flies over you two and embeds in the wall. Like Yeah, like misses by like an inch. The lightning does seem to tease around it as it passes by and sort of reflexively shy away from it as if trying not to touch it. Hmm. Which gives you an interesting idea. Um, Why ain't but... that a hoot nanny? You just hear from off to the side. <laughs> Nina's jaw is clenched shut by electricity, so she cannot comment. <laughs> I hope you, I hope you tucked your tongue back so you don't bite it off. I feel like she almost certainly did. I know what I'm doing on my turn. <laughs> Paul, it is your turn. God damn it. I, I take, swear to God. I will take my wallet and I will shove it in Nina's mouth. No, um, <laughs> can I catch the knife? It's embedded uh, in a it, wall. It's in, it's in the wall. You'd have to okay. be walking near the lightning to try and grab it, but you can. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. <clears throat> okay, here's, here's what I would like to do is the, the current grounding that we have is the cord long enough to reach to the door where these these folks are? Uh, 
it would probably be a reach, but because Thomas has such a giant fucking sword, maybe. All right, well, can I, can I do this then? Can I just grab it as I move, unplug it from the wall, and go over and plug it in closer to the, to where they are? Ground wire is not typically something that you can unplug. It's like a wire in the wall that goes straight to ground. No, 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 because what I did was I cut off, a, um, I cut off a, a power cord that has a three-prong that plugs into the ground in the wall. Yeah, because every three-prong outlet has a ground yeah. wired in, that, and he's just third, making that something that extends that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You're just trying to extend the ground rather than yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the cord the, is just so the right, statement you had said previously. Somebody. Yeah. The the statement you had said previously was I wanted to expose the ground, which to me was you want to take the outlet off the wall and expose the ground wire inside the outlet. No. To to be clear, I'm exposing the ground wire in the plug. Okay. In the so cord. He's he stripped the wire and pulled out yeah. the grounding I, wire. Paul is yeah. saying okay. plug when I think you mean cord, which is where the confusion happened. I think uh, that yeah. may that may well be. Yeah. I call the whole thing a plug, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. To me, the plug is the outlet. So yeah. So sure. cord. The cord um, was what you were trying to strip. That makes more so, sense. Yeah. So so can I can I unplug the 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 now the grounded cord and run over and plug it in and then uh, grab the knife out of the wall. Uh, that assumes there's an outlet just on the other side of the door that you can use when that's just a catwalk. No, we can do it. I mean, on the inside. I, I'm. I mean, if they're right outside the door, we can do it over closer there. It's like vacuuming. You know, when you vacuum on just the other side of the door, but you plug it in on the inside of the room. Yeah, but you may you may have the nearest outlet right now. Is what I'm. Okay. All right. Well, then that being the case, I will leave that as is, uh, and and grab the knife. Okay. You are passing in close proximity to the flailing lightning elemental. Are you trying not to get shocked? My my goal would be to grab the knife and get back and um, essentially tape it to the sword. Um, can I still do that if I try to dodge it, or do I have to just push through? I would say if you want to avoid getting shocked, um, you theoretically could and still try and attach a cold iron knife to the end of the Zweihander. However, that would still that would definitely require a roll. We've got we've got two people. I mean, I don't mind making a roll regardless, but we've got two. No, Paul's just gonna do it. Paul's gonna push through. He's got rubber gloves on. He's just gonna push through. Okay, so you're just grabbing the knife and going and trying to retrieve it. Yes. Okay, you are wearing rubber gloves. However, your head is not rubberized. So I, we're gonna... if you it counts, I am wearing a rubber bald cap. De debatable, <laughs> debatable. That is it's Paul. That debatable. that 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 bald cap is more plastic than rubber. <laughs> like the idea. Of you that. take two points of bashing damage as you retrieve this knife. Fair. The, there, there's I was just, just passing kind of a, a gold iron knife Paul. to Paul. That's all I was it's, doing. <laughs> this is the first time I've taken. This might be the first time I've taken damage. How does it feel? <laughs> I mean, he doesn't like it. I mean, he the character has taken damage in the past, which is why he's, he generally hides behind things in combat. Um, very important question: Is his fake eyeball doing the Thor thing? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Is is it? How does how does it react? Because it, it... 
it dampens it dampens magical power. So how does it yeah, how does it react to this, William? So as you as you dash through this cloud of lightning basically to try and retrieve this cold iron dagger and as lightning sort of dances across your skin and frame uh the lightning that would course through the eye trying to pass through you um sort of forms almost a faraday cage around the socket and there's just this sort of sphere of sort of electrical contact around the outside of your eye so that horror show is now looking Thomas in the face <laughs> as as Paul, through gritted teeth, comes back, takes the, the dagger, and just wraps friction tape around the end, putting it on, and looks at him and says, Go get him, lads. All right, Thomas. Cool, man. I'm going to go and... Plunge this thing in. If you were afraid of the throwing knife running past you, wait until you see the great sword coming down. <laughs> <laughs> I am reasonably less certain that uh, Nina is reasonably less certain that Thomas would 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 kill her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Reasonably yeah. less. There's still a possibility. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Um, yeah. Roll, uh, roll me uh, your weapon attack. Okay, uh, I get a plus one, I think. Hang on, let me look at my thing. This is not the one. I've been forgetting to add people's defenses, but there's been enough attacks thrown at him by now that he no longer has it, so. Yeah. <laughs> Mara, uh, I'm sorry we're gobrucking your sword here. <laughs> no, it's it's delightful. Um, I get nine again, and a plus one. I'm going to spend a willpower on this, because this seems important. So plus four. Do not hit Nina. Do not hit Astrid. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine it's a lunge and a stab, right? Not a swing. To be yeah. fair, though, if you're gonna hit, if you're gonna hit one of us, hit hard. Yeah. <laughs> make it make it end quickly. <laughs> make it, yeah, make it end quickly. Uh, no, because I will die. Don't. Um, but that's the point. This, like, don't don't. Gotta happen sometime. Don't prolong the death. <laughs> Does this count as a thrust? down we'll say yes you can use yes. a thrust here all right i get plus five here we go six damage oh yeah all right <laughs> off goes nina's head <laughs> so you sort of rush forward and sort of plunge this blade down into the rubberized floor and sort of as you as you dive it into this massive lightning the bridge connects and the cold iron dagger connects to the Zweihander, connects to the grounding wire. And the mass of lightning sort of arcs into the blade and sort of travels along the wire and disappears out of the room. I think I might have sent them into the, into the electrical system. Shit. That's probably not a good idea, but let's hurry up and toss this place so we can get out. Do I take any damage from that? Uh, you're wearing rubber gloves, so I'll say you'll take half of it. Okay. Because you are resistant to lightning, but he's magic. Yep. Fair, fair, now, fair. Now, William, I will point out, if the grounds in this office feed back somehow into the power supply of the plant, 
That's some fucked up wiring. Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say where he went. I just said okay. he disappeared. Okay. Yeah. You take one point of bashing damage from that. From that all right. attempt. All right. All right. All right. He went You're down into the ground. Well, like. But it's his I... turn next. Let's see what no, happens. <laughs> it feels like we shouldn't leave it. I don't know. We need to find that thing, right? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's my turn. There's a thudding noise from a couple levels down. <laughs> Yay. As the man, having been grounded, reverts to his humanoid form at the location of the final spot of the grounding of the lightning. Yay. <laughs> um. Hey, that's close to where Nico is, probably. <laughs> about to say. Uh, kicking open a door to to the to the maintenance of the of like the particular areas of like the lower the lower section nico you see uh the sort of stumbling frame of grandfather thunder emerge out from that door uh looks at you i've got a submachine gun <laughs> and just I've had enough of this, and brings a hand out, and a bolt of lightning sort of jets from his hand out towards you. Okie dokie. Kill Nico. Kill Nico. <laughs> uh, my defense is two, and against ranged attacks, my armor is three. I don't know. Well, actually, I don't think that's going to apply here. <laughs> function. Yeah, no. So my defense is two. <clears throat> <clears throat> My armor against range attacks is three. Unfortunately, this is a lightning ball. <laughs> One, two, that's five points of bashing damage. Okay, I'm fine. And that is his turn. Nina, it's your turn. You're no longer being electrified. So, okay, so clarify this for me. Is there any indication to me yeah, there was not, a crashing noise. Right where you said down. below. Yeah, down. And Did what? Nico yell when he got hit. I was he saying you, you definitely heard. Turn. You definitely just heard another crack of lightning down below. Okay, okay. Uh, I am. I'm staggering my way. I believe out the door. Out on the catwalk, and you sort of get look a good down. look at it. Get a good you, look. You look down, and you can see the reformed Grandfather Thunder shooting lightning at Nico. Oh, good! I hadn't had a. Ch I I I I'd pulled this out, but had not had a chance to use it yet. I'm shooting him. Open fire. His defense um, is renewed because his turn is back, but doesn't really apply here because he's just a changeling. He doesn't yep. get to dodge bullets. And I am, again, spending a willpower, because who needs willpower? Uh, so I have a plus two instead of a minus one. I shoot him for three damage. How do you want to do this with how injured he is from the previous attacks? I sort of attacks? spin around, like, like still twitching, and like, like, still dealing with the electricity around, yell, hey, asshole, we're not through yet. And then just like right through the dome. Yeah. 
So, Nico, from your perspective, as he's just pumping lightning into you, Sidious style, um, you, you hear you hear Nina call out, and he stops for a minute, and you can see the lightning sort of arcing off of his eyes as he sort of turns and looks, and there's just a report of a gunshot and a spray of blood, and he collapses. Oh, man. God damn. Nina! Dumbass motherfucker. What? Thanks. Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, I'm moving into the. I office. may have some neurological damage. I was just electrified. You and me both. And Nico's going to just grab Thunder by the ankle and start dragging his ass back up to his office. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm walking into the office to start. as I as I go inside and just sort of lean against the wall and start slowly sliding. You did good. Gonna... You did good work, ma'am. I'm a. I still have bullets in this gun. I just need to point that out. Uh, it's cute. You think that'd work on me? Paul, Paul is hitting. No, but they would make me feel better, and they'll work on you, Paul. <laughs> Paul is gone. Paul is out of the room already. All right, Paul. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, what, Paul. What was your character? What was your what was your your disguise Jim name? Dale. Jim Dale. All right, Jim, Jim Bob, Dale. let's tear this place apart. Look at that thing. <laughs> I say as I walk um, past. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the office looking for the looking for the iron or the cold iron wreath. I will say eventually you come across it. It is not hidden in the office, but eventually as you pour through the facility, uh you find that it is hidden. Not anywhere that would like per- indicate a particular place of like <clears throat> entry, at least not to your eyes, but there's a there's a door down on one of the lower levels that just leads into a like a bricked up passageway that used to be like presumably we used to go somewhere but it's since been like completely filled in and it's on the inside of that door when you open it. Well, here's the question. Which one of us finds it first? Yeah, I was about to ask that as well. God. Um, Is it me or Paul? (laughs) Oh boy. Both of you roll me a wits and investigation. And Paul's eye is just like arcing lightning out. Do, do, do our professional training ratings apply? Yes. As for a both thief and a spy, respectively. For both of you, yes. So that's what was that? Wits, inve- wits investigation? Yes. Wits investigation. Uh, I would like to spend a willpower on this. Please. I would also like to spend a willpower on this. <laughs> spy versus spy. <laughs> all right uh so we add in and we add in our full professional training yes yep. okay four successes oh come on <laughs> zero you are the one who finds it first so yeah just i imagine that paul is like just down the hallway looking in a different closet 
Like, we're I, like, you know, honestly, I feel like because I, I, he was headed out to search the body, I feel like he is just in the process of just ripping every <laughs> article of clothing off of off of Grandpa Thunder. I just go, uh, I, I, I sort of tap into the Bluetooths that we've been using, and I just go, <laughs> found it. Let's go. Don't those even work anymore? There's been a lot of electricity. Mine are fine. <laughs> Zeros works. Everyone who's been struck by lightning, probably not. So I'm the old, mine's the only one that still works. Probably so you're talking to nobody. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I did do the whistle and the yell out loud, so somebody right, would have heard right. me as well. But I would just hold up the iron wreath as I walk past Paul. Hold it up like hold it up like a re- like a fucking Olympic like wreath. <laughs> yeah. Important question. Important question. Are you touching it? With yeah. Bare skin. Um, uh, no, I've got gloves on. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> when does Zero touch anything with bare skin? <laughs> um. Paul will turn around. I assume it looks. Can I make a? Just to, just to see it in person. Can anything anything specific, interesting about it? Um, that would be <laughs> roll me wits and a cult. Okay. Nico's just patching people up. I'm trying to remove the tape from my sword. Conspiracy Very carefully. Sure. But yeah. Conspiracy on this. Yeah. Sure. We go should get going before the uh, fire department gets here. By the oh. way. Does Astra need to make another stamina check yes, when she tries you to do. get up? You do. All right. Am I doing plus three to this again? Yeah. Counteract your wound penalty. Mm-hmm. You're out. Oh. All right. She attempts Astrid, to get Astrid, up. And... Astrid's getting first. Yeah, Ast- Astrid starts to try and push herself off the floor and just poof, collapses. Yes, that's not. Need good. a vacation. What? We're on a trip to Hawaii next. Uh, but Paul, um, the cold iron wreath looks like its shape is a combination of like of of three different designs that you would typically associate. It has sort of the the general shape of like a Christmas wreath that you would hang on a door, mm-hmm. but it has sort of the ivy and plant-like aesthetic of like an Olympic wreath, like a laureate. And then the thorns and spikes of the crown of thorns. Sort of encompassing those three designs. Paul Paul pulls out his phone. Is it working? Yes, at this point. (laughs) Okay. At least, look, at least this time, let me document it before we get rid of it. Actually, we don't have Colleen here, right? Yeah, she's not present right now. We've got got to drive back. Let me take some pictures and some video of it. At least so we've got documentation of it. Go on, man. He will hold out his hand. I'm going to hold on to it until we get to the car. Paul's hand is out, and he sort of slowly puts it down. (laughs) Right? All right, sure. That's right. Let's go. Well, shouted from above at this point. It's somebody get me a fucking brush. 
<laughs> Nina's hair is just all kinds of insane right now. Uh, don't n- n- don't have one of those. I pull out my phone. Sorry. Uh, I pull out my phone and call my cleanup crew. <laughs> yeah. They will be on. They will be on route. Probably be here before the fire department. So close the phone. Adjust. Does like it's this like neck cracking motion. All right. Well, let's get everyone out of here. Yep. I'll help. Uh, Astrid. Nico. Uh, Nina. We do not here. move people until they are conscious okay. and or stabilized. Are they? Yep. Are, Hi, how, how you, can I help? No. Okay. Nico. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it's an electric. It's an electric shock. Uh, it probably doesn't need too much effort to stabilize. It's mostly just going to be making sure that body is back to normal function. Um, okay. There's not a lot of physical damage to upend. It's just sort of making sure the systems are running right. Right. So okay. give so me your medicine. Is- Dex or intelligence? Uh, intelligence. Okay. And it's Astrid, so we are spending a willpower on this. Uh, as I walk back up, I'm just gonna, with my free hand, reach out and just start grabbing and yanking out cords whenever, wherever there's some free that are handy. Yeah. Oh, we've got one success. You, one's enough to confirm that one ten dice. One's one's enough to confirm that Astrid is just unconscious. Okay, she she will recover. There's a few there's a few electric burns, which is when those bashing poured over into lethal. Mm-hmm. But she will probably be fine. Got to be some kick ass okay. scars. What that's going to be? All right, Thomas, you can help now. We need to move her carefully. Okay. Sure. I will carefully pick her up. Sorry, Craig, you were saying something as we were walking. I just was asking if if if, if um, you were still holding the wreath while pulling wires out. Wreath in one hand, wires in the other. Paul is like following you around, <laughs> like a lost puppy. No, like <laughs> a Paul, Paul, Paul like has a zero, Paul, Paul has zero on auto follow. Yeah. <laughs> Like like a hyena waiting for you to take your last step. <laughs> um, uh, yes, yes. Uh, Astrid will definitely have some of those like flowering lightning scars of yeah, all the, of your veins the, getting lit up the, by the, lightning. The fractal, the fractal pattern scars. They're gonna be. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I just added the tattoos. It's cool. Yep. So gather everyone together. Do some Nico more sabotage. Have one of those as well. Uh, He'll turn it into something. Hmm? Oh, I've called the cleanup crew, but the fire department will probably beat them here, so we should go. Yep. Come on, Astrid. Go downstairs. Get in oh, the car. Thomas. I saw that Paul yeah? taped my knife to your sword. Uh, yeah. Could I have so the back? I got it. Yeah, if I've managed to get it off, I'm assuming. I yeah, you've you've managed to. It was yeah. just like construction. It was just like yeah. a like like. He was tape, still so. handling it with a glove. Because I don't know what you've touched, and you've touched that thing. I'm not risking we'll it. Do a little flourish, and then the knife disappears. 
What is that thing? Cold iron throwing knife. Oh. Oh. Okay. Gravy. Let's go. Yep. And you can all see that I'm holding the, the wreath. Awesome. Paul, without taking his eye off the wreath, Paul reaches into a pocket and just holds out a comb to Nina. I'll wait for a... Thanks, I'll wait for a brush. Have you ever tried to run a comb through <laughs> <laughs> vaguely fried hair? It hurts. Otherwise, I'd offer it. This is not my first time being electrified. When we get to the car, as I go to retrieve my coat, I will toss Nina a brush from the back from my trunk, where all my disguise stuff is. And I go to swing, and it goes completely by me, because my <laughs> muscles are still spasming. <laughs> Thomas, could you get that, please? <laughs> Uh yeah, hang on. Wait, let me do this first. I and I'm going to. It's okay. I got it. I, I I am capable of bending over to grab a comb. Thank you. The motion's okay. a little jerky, but yes. Okay. <laughs> Pile into respective cars and leave. <laughs> Thomas, how are you at driving? Uh yeah, I can do that. All right, I throw you the I throw you my keys. Sweet. Vaguely, the keys the keys are tossed I vaguely hand, in your direction. I hand you my keys. <laughs> <laughs> at the you moment, at the moment, hands. Nina's Nina's muscles are sort of moving in all or nothing mode right yep. now, where it's either full extend or full contract, nothing yep. between. It's fine. This will I'll 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 be out of this in about fifteen twenty minutes. All right. All right. All right. Back to the hideout, everyone. When you work some when you work some really shitty venues, you get shocked a time or two. Uh, once once Paul definitely sits down in the passenger seat of my car. Uh, <laughs> I will hold the iron wreath out towards him. <laughs> he takes it gently. Composure roll for myself really quick to realize that Zero and Paul are the two people. Leaving together with the with the the object in question, with my negatives, negative. If anything, there we go. There's a vague recollection of that. All right, now I know who to shoot if it goes wrong. It's fine. <laughs> Paul starts taking uh, starts taking pictures and video <laughs> while we drive. Yeah, I'm driving. This character can actually drive. Hey. <laughs> I got to dot so and everything. Once, once we get back to the hideout, the first thing Nico's going to do is make everybody assist in getting Astrid hooked up to an IV. Um bed rest fluids that sort of thing and he will try and get her back to conscious as soon as as possible what about nina she's twitching i'll be fine yes. this is nina you are not going anywhere though of course i'm not going anywhere okay good good uh here wrap the and uh, he's he's got one of those little um mobile ekgs he's like wrap this around your arm yep I know this game. 
Okay. There's not my first time. This is not my first time at the Electrified Rodeo. Okay, good. On the way back, I will have activated the child locks on my car so that Paul can't just duck and run. (laughs) (laughs) There's a shot just from the outside of the car. The door opens. Paul ducks, like, tucks and rolls. (laughs) Uh, uh, But I do want to have a conversation with Zara. Oh, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Driving. Um, While he's taking pictures of it and so on. Actually, remind me what we know about this thing's capabilities. Uh, From what you from what you know, the cold iron wreath is capable of locking. It is capable of doing what in the Changeling campaign some people wish they could do, which is lock the hedge from one side or another and prevent passage. And we had actually, we I feel like we as a group had discussed doing that before we got rid of it, right? No. Nope. Okay. Definitely not. All right. The understanding is the wreath has to be in place to do this. Okay. Yeah. So this looks to be the real deal. We're moving through things. How much of a problem are the changelings to your operations at Kaimon? To mine? Um, We actually don't interact with the changelings all that much. They don't have... While they certainly probably have useful parts, the parts are less useful when you can't perceive them. Right. And how about those who uh, the changelings are afraid of? Similarly. Grandfather Thunder's working for that sort of thing. Similarly, the we haven't found much use uh, for those particular aspects as far as our technology is concerned. Not to mention actually getting a hold of a Fae requires getting into Arcadia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so having the ability to, uh, to shut down their access to the city... Pales in comparison... Get rid of. Pales in comparison to the threat to reality if we don't get rid of it. Oh, certainly, certainly. But as I've said before, it's not as though we don't have time. We've got time to work with this. What if you and your labs could figure out a way to replicate the effect, to duplicate it? We've got time. We've also got time to lose it. That's true. The longer we, uh, the longer we keep a hold of it, the less likely we are going to be able to secure it. As to my people, we work, we work miracles, but not magic. I don't think we could replicate what this does, because what it does is an inherent function of what it is. Right, but my people work a bit of both. Miracles and magic. Just taking a day or two to attempt to replicate it. The ability to control the access of things from the edge to get in. Now, I apologize. Out of character, remind me. Did Zero come with us on the hedge trips? Uh, I know that was right about. Yes, that was that was right after. That was right after the Mulcahy's took off. So yes. Okay. You've been through there. You've seen some of the horrors that lie on the other side, but there's got to be worse. You can't Uh tell me that having the ability to keep this city maybe multiple cities safe from what might come through isn't worth at least a day of time. Mostly because, Paul, while I have some level of trust with you, I have basically no trust with the organization. Just as, rightfully, the rest of of our group has no trust with mine. 
A day's a day's study would certainly be something I'd be comfortable with. However, there's no guarantee that when that day is up, the wraith the wreath would be returned. There's no guarantee that the wreath that is returned would be the correct one. And should it disappear into whatever corner of the world that your people operate in, there's no way for the rest of us to ever get it back. If we let go of this ring, for even a day, we potentially doom our entire reality. What sort of stake could I put up that lets you know how serious I am about this? You are not the director of your branch, are you? If I were, would that satisfy you? Probably not. But you're not in the first place. I outrank most of those who are here locally. But not all. That's the problem. There's always a hierarchy. Even me, in my vaunted position at Chiron, have those to whom I answer. And once the hierarchy gets involved, it becomes far less controllable and far more risky. And far I would rest easier, even with the idea that these fey creatures still have access to our home. And frankly, there's no way, even if you had hundreds of these, there's no way you'd be able to stop them ever from coming in. They will find oh, a way. But certainly limit the damage. Look, I'm going to put this in a, in a corporate speak. You realize that the more of these that disappear, the more difficult things you get with home office, so to speak, or at least on my end. Certainly. But I also understand that the home office, as it were, won't understand what we're trying to do. Well, I think very much that they can. Out of respect, the entire order is, is, is based out of the tragedy of Atlantis. I think all of us can understand that uh, Atlanta becoming another Atlantis is not in anyone's favor. Except the scale is not that. The scale is not one city. The scale is reality as we know it. All the more reason for anyone to be concerned. Even amongst our... We can have all the toys we want, but it doesn't matter if all of reality unravels. Even amongst our kind, those who are aware of both sides of reality, the threat of all of creation is a hard one to swallow. To be clear, do you mean hunters or humans or something else? Hunters. <laughs> we are different from mortals, normal mortals. Distinctly. We have seen a side of the world that they don't even realize exists. And even with our exposure, our understanding, there are still those within our organizations who would refuse to believe that one mage would be able to annihilate all of reality, no matter how powerful. They would simply argue against it. They would say, you've been tricked, your mind has been altered, you've been enchanted by this mage who simply wants to steal these relics for themselves, and thusly, the rest of the relics that are under your care. I can understand, understand that perspective. That, and you understand that that is a possibility still. Yes, that is. I do understand that it's still a possibility. We might be getting fooled. But 
The alternative to being fooled is believing the truth. And if the truth is as bad as it seems, I would rather be fooled than for the truth to come to pass. It's a matter of... It's a matter of weigh, weighing the losses. Yeah, call that bluff. What could what could go wrong? <laughs> Everything. It's a matter right. of it's a, it's a matter of weighing the losses. These artifacts are certainly useful, would certainly be very useful. But we've been doing our jobs long before we even knew most of them existed, and we will continue to do our jobs long after they're gone. Whether or not we have access to them does not change how effective our organizations are. It would simply make it easier to do very specific things. But the loss of those very specific things versus the potential loss of the entirety of reality. It's an easy scale to weigh. Though, I will admit, not many of our kind might see it that way. I understand you may not believe where I'm coming from, but I'm not suggesting the loss of the items. I'm just suggesting we attempt to study them in more detail before, uh, before, rather than immediately destroying them. But I understand your position. We are unfortunately in a position of nebulous trust. Nina barely trusts me. Understandable. I am Big Pharma, and Big Pharma is what she rails against. Astrid tolerates me. Nico doesn't seem to care. Thomas is new. Nina trusts you to a certain extent, but you are one whose proclivities could very easily move you to the realm of not being trusted. Astrid, probably, I feel, feels similarly to you as she does to me. Nico similarly doesn't care. Thomas is new. Risking the fragile trusts that we have amongst each other, the potential of copying, studying, even documenting in a location that the rest of us don't have access to for even a day is not a risk I'm willing to take. There is a a, a, a long pause um... Well, the he's continuing to run the recorder on his phone, and he's taking pictures as he moves the um, the wreath around, trying to get different angles and so on. And then after the pause, he says, "You have a certain degree of self awareness. Um, I know your comments after uh, our dealings with Mister Lansing from the Faithful of Solpay. Uh, you mentioned that he was, I think, I'm using the right word, creepy. It's, yes." Is that something you'd like to avoid in your own speech? No, I rather like the way that my speech patterns unsettle individuals. You may have noticed, but I can change them at any time. I have. I assumed it was intentional, but uh, just given your comments about Mr. Lansing, I wanted to, it is. Uh, to ask. Uh, that being the case, uh, I'd like to commend you then on your intentional use of the words mortal to refer to your fellow humans. I thought you might appreciate that. Though, I'm someone who always appreciates a good bit of craft. Though, it is not entirely inaccurate. I am something more than mortal. Aren't we all? I sort of indicate to your eye. And uh, unless there is there are further out questions of, or anything, Paul out of, will... Out of curiosity, how many magical artifacts have your people duplicated? 
Uh, Paul smiles thinly as he continues to take uh, take pictures and he says, again, I think we have a professional understanding. This is the sort of thing that I believe would go into the realm of trade secrets, would it not? Oh, I understand. You don't have to give me specifics, though. I'm curious, because you seem very confident that you can, which leads me to believe that you have before. Let's leave it with the fact that I am confident. <laughs> Very well. And then we make it to the hideout. <laughs> yeah. Everyone reconvenes. I, I wait until Paul tries to get out the door before I deactivate the child locks. <laughs> <laughs> um, that tracks. <laughs> I just sort of hold oh, my hand oh. out. <laughs> okay, wait. Hold on a second. Um... Okay, uh, I I would if that's the case, I would like to do a thing. Then please, <laughs> what would you like to do? I I would like to use the skeleton key to just have the door open despite the locks. Beautiful. <laughs> hang on, does the skeleton key have to go in a lock, or does it? Hang on. No, you just you you just have to be holding it. Uh, where's where's any, the skeleton well, no, key? No, it fits at. any lock that uses an actual key. Yeah, this doesn't use a key. Or any other form. Oh, no, okay, let's see. It doesn't work on car locks, code locks, or any other form of security device. Yeah, uh, so it specifically, car- doesn't, it specifically calls out it doesn't work on car locks. Okay. That would have been that would have been great, though. Hard locks. That way the hunter party can't fuck the, the hunter party of PCs can't finance themselves through GTA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That would have been hilarious if it worked, though. <laughs> I know. I, I, again, no practical purpose. I just thought it would be funny. Um, well, I, I will hold out the. Ha- I will hold out my hand for the wreath. Yeah. It, no, it would work on cars just fine. You just have to be able to insert the key according to the text. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which you, yeah. You which you can do from which you can do from the outside, outside not from the but inside. Not the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Paul, that would have been Paul great. will just sort that of look over at the hand and say. Zoro, certainly we have enough mutual trust that you don't need to carry it into the headquarters from We do, certainly. Nina. Yes. And won't that be a real balm on her suspicions to see us carrying it in? As you pointed out, she trusts me more than she trusts you. In certain ways. <laughs> Not in all ways. And I'll be certain to mention what a gentleman you were for the drive. Uh, it's fine. You can't run from me, anyways. And I'll open the door. <laughs> um, with a little smile, Paul gets out. We'll head in. He takes off running. No, I just <laughs> <laughs> takes off running, and then Panther leap. <laughs> I, okay. told... I, I, I was going to say takes off running. There's just the sound of a bowstring being drawn back. <laughs> it's like the scene. It's like the scene from Hot Fuzz. He's running away. Zero just like picks up a brick or something and throws it. I mean, (laughs) to be completely fair, since she had noticed that um, she had realized where that thing was going with, once everything was set inside, she was going out and I I was planning on, she was going out and finding a place where she can watch once they show up. So you're probably so you're probably been, whoosh 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 boom. You're <laughs> you're being driven by Thomas. I'm driving my supercar. Do you think Thomas is a safe driver? 
I don't. I feel like I still get back before you. <laughs> you want to do a Dex drive off, okay, storyteller? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind a, either way. I don't fine. care. <laughs> oh, just... From a from a logical perspective, one group was just heading there. The other group was sort of having a conversation and a particular conversation, which probably implies driving a little bit slower. Absolutely yeah. fair. I was just putting. I, would, I, I was just making a joke. <laughs> I would. I would say that yeah, the other group would have gotten there first, and yeah, Nina can be like posted up inside the building, yep. uh, like above above ground, just sort of watching for their arrival. Yep. You 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 see Paul getting out of the car, carrying what, given his demeanor, is probably a small infant that he loves very much. Nope, it's the reef. <laughs> <laughs> there is no way he would that she would she would see that reaction and be like yep there's the reef <laughs> unless your kids suddenly showed up in the la on the car right here unless... in which case there would be many more questions and concerns i step out i pull my jacket out of the back seat put it on reach into the reach into the, the breast pocket of the jacket pull out my sunglasses Put them on. Can we look around just to make sure that there's nobody? I mean, Paul's not worried about people watching from inside. He's worried about right. people watching from around us. Roll wits and composure. I'll make that too. Uh, any? Do I get a negative on this from being one-eyed? It's not depth perception. No, it wouldn't. This wouldn't be a depth perception thing. This would just be a can you notice things? One success. Uh, yes, I can. Did you spend a willpower on that? Oh, nope. no, sorry, that's Nico. Nope. Sorry, I saw the modifiers. Nope, that's Nico's three. medicine. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 Nico now that he's in a place with equipment getting shit set up for Astrid. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Let's go find our apocalypse machine. Uh, but yeah, so between the two of you, you look around. It seems clear at the moment. Somebody in the building. Okay. Yeah, there is someone in the watching building you. watching you. <laughs> a little, I think Paul will give Nina a little little wave. Bravo. Well, let's get this thing into containment. Nina, do we need to do anything else for our friend before we head to Hawaii? Yes, we need to do. Um... Do we? Yes. I mean, your no. next job. Your next job was to destroy the no. thing, which goes to Hawaii. Yeah, good. Nothing for our friend. Just wanted to make sure. Let's get this inside. Paul's Paul's headed that way. I'm sure she's feeling hungry. <laughs> get downstairs, Colleen. We bought you a snack. <laughs> oh. Paul, Paul will will place it down in in full view of everyone, and will say, "We are not. We are in a controlled environment. I, I've spoken with Zara about this. I think I know what everybody's response is going to be, but I would not be doing the, my due diligence if I didn't simply raise the question again about taking these relics." attempting to subject them for a brief period of time, if there is any period of time at which everyone would be comfortable or a location at which everyone would be comfortable. If it's it, that's fine. But subjecting them to study to see if any of their beneficial effects could be 
replicated, could be copied, could be even even studied in more detail so that perhaps in the future we could use them for the benefit of of mankind the information would be shared among all of our conspiracies and compacts and again if that study were to appear here i understand i am from an organization uh, those facilities are specifically called labyrinths I understand that that is not a name which leads any particular feeling of trust. So again, if you would rather it happen here, if there's a place, if you want to do it at the Waffle House, I don't care. But if there is a place and a location and a period of time in which we could attempt to glean some benefit from these items before simply destroying them, Well, Paul, much though I love you as a person, um, your group has the reputation for being a little uh, smog in the Lonely Mountain about stuff like this. So with that being stated, I'm fine with, personally... I'm fine with a little bit of study as long as it's you and like 48 hours and here. That's fine. Take as many notes as you want or whatever, and we can vote on what's a good turnaround time and that sort of thing. But with what we went through to grab this, I don't want it going out of our sight and into the possession of a third party. Hmm. Here's Here's my issue. And it's not even a trust issue, surprisingly enough. These are ungodly powerful things. Meant to be activated by people who are not us. We're all, several of us are very capable in terms of handling items and... uh, Things within our particular area of expertise. Paul, I know yours is mystical artifacts. And I'm not, I realize that this is going to sound insulting. It doesn't mean to be. This would be like my estimation. My guess is that this would be like having the unpaid intern on their first day perform work on the nuclear bomb. The odds of something going right are really, really small. The odds of something going wrong are fucking astronomical. It's not a, it's not, we've had our back and forth about, about you and your organization and me and, and all of that kind of stuff, which is generally mostly in good fun with an undercurrent of seriousness behind it or under it. But we're not meant to be fucking with these kinds of things. These are these are these are the, the, the things that man was not meant to know. Let's not know them. Let's get rid of them. 
Paul just sits calmly and listens and nods. And that's then... my take. Is Astrid awake? By this point, yes. Not Having... yet. Uh, I have to get nine successes. I have to get nine to get rid of a, to get rid of a bashing. Uh, basically, when she's full up, yeah. Basically, anytime the health bar is full, you need as many successes as are on the health as there are spaces on the health bar. I'll look over at Thomas then, see what he has to uh... say. Now she is. <laughs> Three hours, two hours later. Are any of my bashing gone? Yes. How much? Um, just just the one? Just the one, but the other dra- bashing will drop off at the rate of one every 15 minutes. So Okay, awesome. Now, now that she's conscious again. Um, but presumably she's still unconscious while we're having this discussion because... Yes, by this point, an this hour is a little early. <laughs> I mean, Nina will, Nina will argue for us not finishing the discussion until Astrid has had a say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Paul, Paul is perfectly fine with that, as long as it's not just like, destroy it now. Look over at Thomas, see if Thomas has any opinions. What, me? Yes. Yep. You're part of the group. Oh. Uh, have I managed to get the sticky stuff off the sword? <laughs> yes, by now. Okay, cool. Not, not cool. a lot stays on that sword unless no, you want it to. No, I didn't think so, but I was just curious. Okay. Uh, I mean... Yeah, no, I get it, man. Uh... Are you down to keep staying at this party? Because you seem kind of to have a lot of questions about this. And, you know. A little mime. Like, (laughs) devouring an artifact very dramatically. And cartoonish. (laughs) Paul. Paul nods and says, I like I I have concerns that we're throwing away things and perhaps we have not adequately considered the source of the information. Yeah, but it's really dangerous to have a big chunk of them together. I mean I understand that demon worded things really, really well. And like that guy might have friends, and uh, I interrupted. No, 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 no. You're absolutely right. I understand that. I will say, keeping collections of tremendously powerful artifacts in close proximity to one another is what my organization has been doing for thousands of years. Yeah, but you got to have like a labyrinth for that. Yes, and I understand. That that is not something which mo- with which most of you are comfortable. Again, I think that would be the appropriate location. But again, there are matters of trust. I understand that. So yes, I have concerns that we are playing into the hands of something that is the direct opposite of what we've been told to do. I have nothing but but faith in 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 Colleen and in her good intentions. And I have nothing but hope for her that when this is completed, she can go on and live any sort of life that she would like to. But my concern is that all of us, Colleen included, 
are pawns that are working towards something and have been misled. So yes, I have concerns. But these items and these artifacts are, are better off out of the hands of those that have them. And if it is a choice between walking away or between collecting them and destroying them, I'm still strongly on the side of collecting and destroying them. But if it is a choice between destroying them outright or attempting to find if there is some promise for the world and for humanity that can be gleaned from these things before they are cast out of the world forever, then that is and remains my strongest feeling in this matter. That was super poetic, man. Thank you, young Thomas. Have you considered the possibility? Think about the the the, the thing that we're destroying. Not this, not this one, the other thing. The other Fey thing. The thing where we're tossing into lava. What happened when I touched it? Yes, I understand. That was a bad day. That one let's destroy it we have multiple reasons to do so uh from what i understand it is a commemoration <laughs> of of a of a bond between our powers that is something that i have no desire to 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 keep around because i feel it draws attention down in the wrong direction convince me logically that there is a zero percent possibility that this crown, if we try to do something to activate it or something like that, that its maker can't reach through, take control of one of us, uh, the person trying to activate it, the person standing next, uh, next door, all of the bodies in this, the, 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 the cemetery, whatever the case oh, may good. be, and, compl and completely ruin our plans. Convince me that there is a 0% chance that if we pass this off to Colleen and she absorbs it, that that same thing won't happen to her. And whatever it is that has that higher power won't have suddenly have access to all the powers that she possesses, all the powers of the item, and all the powers of the other items that she has absorbed. Precedence. Well, that hasn't happened so far. That my, my theory has happened the last time that we touched something that was they made Incidental aftermath animosity, by the way. You hear Colleen's voice come from across the room. So, <clears throat> to counterpoint Nina, uh, Colleen has never devoured this particular artifact, so there's no precedent. You're not wrong. That. You're not wrong. Is there a 0% chance? No. You, you, but uh, I think she... the evidence is stronger. Col Colleen indicates to um, Thomas... Thomas had mentioned, you know, the, the loopholes that the demon might have drawn. Yeah. From what I understand of this contract, anyone who did not have any intentions of stopping you or messing with you when he tells them, but will after he tells them, is free game. Yeah. So, I'll wait until Astrid wakes up before I voice my opinion. I'd like to hear hers first. At which point we wait until Astra wakes up. <laughs> as, far, as far as study goes, take an hour. I'm cool with that. Eventually, Astrid wakes up. <laughs> Regurgitate information, ask Astrid's opinion. 
the situation just shared with you. Okay. Um, Paul, I know, I know this has been hard, but we really can't take the risk. So, as for me, I should more. Uh, she, she, she was just gonna say we, we also don't have a lot of time to collect all of these artifacts, and if we delay in feeding them to Colleen then there is that much more of a risk that they can be taken from us. So, did you have more? Sorry. No, 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 I didn't. It's a long gap. Okay. <laughs> no. I'll so, hear. as I said in the car, and as I'll reiterate for everyone to hear, the this alliance between us all operates on a very thinly veiled line of trust. I think we've made it very clear that the majority of us do not trust your organization. Not necessarily you specifically, but your organization. That being said, we don't need these items. We haven't needed them before we knew they existed. Prior to us knowing they existed, our operations were running fine. Not perfect and everything wins all the time, but we weren't in such dire straits that we were desperately looking for specific solutions to our problems that these items would have provided. So, as far, while they would be useful, and I do agree, they would be very useful to have copies of, it's not so big of a loss as all that. Also, Need I, I feel like I shouldn't need to remind you of this, Paul, but currently in Lake Lanier there is a typhoon of souls erupting out of a mirror. We don't have even 48 hours. The longer we take to deal with these items, the longer our focus is split. The longer it takes for us to resolve problems revolving around the other items that are currently active and causing more problems. That typhoon of souls isn't going to wait. Frankly, I'd prefer to deal with it before we go and destroy this ring. However, I understand we have a contract to fill there. We don't have the luxury of time. Because every minute we spend working on something that is unnecessary, trying to copy an item that we might not even be able to copy, I don't agree. I do not, for the record, I don't agree with Nina on the whole. There are things we mortals shouldn't touch. I feel like if it's made, if it's made in our world, we should take advantage of whatever item we can find. However, time is not a thing we have a lot of, and who knows how long it will take for you to dissect this item, particularly by yourself here, where, as I understand, retrieval is your speciality, not reproduction. No, just like in your organization, we have people for that. Exactly, and you're not one of them, are you? 
No, but that's why I suggested we have a team come here. And you've raised the point. But none of us that, would want that well, team to come. Getting off to Hawaii. No reason, since we won't be taking care of the vortex of souls, no reason that I couldn't stay here with any of you that wish to stay, to monitor me, to make sure I'm not going to run off to any gestures to Nico. Uh, to the lonely mountain and put it in my ore with everything else. Take the time. When you return, it's destroyed and we take care of the vortex of souls. Besides the fact that any of us splitting up, any amount of us splitting up tends to be a bad idea, uh, just because we're going to Hawaii doesn't mean we're out of the woods. Your expertise may be needed there. Hell, an item of significant power might be there when we arrive. There might be zombies rising up on the volcano side trying to eat us while we're there. Any well, number of problems. Special. Yes, but problems tend to follow this group, and they tend to multiply. And at any point in time, one of us might just become the center of, uh, the center of a tornado. And if any of us are separate from the others at that point in time, there's no guaranteeing that we will be able to A, reunite, or B, succeed in our mission. Either we all go or none of us go. And I, oh. don't, fancy, and I don't fancy taking that wreath on an airplane. Yeah. Paul? Well, I'm going to say some things and you might get, a, you might get upset with me. Believe it or not, I'm actually I'm actually sorry if you do. But based on the way you reacted with the other one, the way you reacted with this one, I don't know how well you know the union, but we do a lot of... We don't just deal with the supernatural aspects. We try to deal with a lot with, with, with the regular people. I am just as worried about the, the the very human monsters out there as I am the, the the supernatural ones. That's why I tend to be more okay with some of the more benign people uh, uh, monsters in the city, quote unquote. The reason I'm mentioning this is the way that your reacting around these things and the way that you're talking and trying to bargain and stuff that's addict behavior and that makes me question your motives and that concerns me It's a level of bargaining of, well, let me at least do this. Let me at least do this. Let me at least do this. Like it's any kind of contact, and that's really concerning. Not in terms of you and your, your, your motives, but these things. Paul is, is watching her and listening. Um, uh, I don't want to jump in if you... If, if, no, she stops there. Uh, he sort of considers it and says, 
I appreciate that. I think once we're past the point in a working relationship, or dare I say friendship, Miss Sky, where you've pointed a gun at my face and we come through that and continue to work together. I think we've moved past the need to apologize for uh, a risk of, of, of offending one another. I mean, that's pointing guns at each other is all fun and games. I, I still, that no kind of stuff is, I do here, I still do not understand Americans. Um, but oh, that's not Americans. That's just me. Um, you may be right. And as much... How long has it been since the, the very first episode? Or re- I guess I guess because it was a little before that. How long has Paul been in the States at this point? Probably about six months. Okay. It's been... A long time since I've been home. It's been a long time since I've seen my family. I've been at work probably longer than I should be. So while I take Zara's warning about all the horrible things that could be waiting for us in Hawaii, it may be time for me to take a a weekend to visit back home, to collect my thoughts, spend time with people that are very dear to me rather than objects that have meaning. That's fair. And I'm sympathetic to that. I don't understand it. I'm not going to lie. I don't understand it from my from 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 my perspective. Um, I could give the objects part. Uh, the the both really, but specifically the the people at home part. Not my thing. It's your thing, and I get it, and I appreciate that, and I appreciate that you can understand. You're willing to listen. Out of game. I forget which week were you going to be unavailable next, next. week. Oh, okay. I, I don't. I don't know for sure, but but more than likely next week. Yeah. So this seemed like a good time to. Wow. That was not planned for me at that point to call out oh. that that behavior. <laughs> cool. Just thought I'd run with it. No, that's good. Yes. I'm willing, like I said, take an hour, take a couple, take what notes you can. I got no problem with that. I'm hesitant for even overnight, though. It's reality. I keep my stuff here. What a coincidence, so do I. And with that, as people are considering what might be 
possibility and preparing for what will be um, done in the next few days as far as their trip to Hawaii. The plan is made. Well, a, a, the point of semi-agreement has been reached. I'm assuming Paul is going to take some hours, at least an hour, to try and learn what he can from the wreath before it is consumed. Yeah, I mean, Paul will take as much time and loop in as many people as he can, although it sounds like that's that's probably a no-go. Yeah, just you. <laughs> so, okay. Um, I assume uh, intelligence and academics? Yes, and you can add your conspiracy dots. Okay. And uh, and I get a dot from uh, for my research specialty, right? Yes. Okay. There, I fixed all the cameras. Eight successes. Nice. Nice. So we'll I'm get back to I'm, what I'm staying near that area. Just 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 observing. Yeah. Not like watching like a hawk kind of thing. Just there. I'm making booking accommodations. <laughs> we'll get back watch. We'll get back to what that means later because someone else has a meeting to get to. So, Nico. Before I leave, I give very strict instructions to everybody that Astrid stays on bed rest. Unless the hideout actively catches on fire and has to be abandoned. If it just catches on fire, she stays in bed and you guys put the fire out. What if her bed catches on fire? Then you move her and you put the fire out. Hmm. What okay, if, if my bed catches, catches on, on fire, fire, I'm leaving. <laughs> what yeah. if what if Astrid catches on fire? Then she stays in bed and you put the fire out. Hmm. I'm just trying to get I've all the contingencies. Got this. <laughs> I've got this covered. Don't worry Thank about you, it. Thank you, Nina. All right. I will be back as soon as possible. There's a couple things I have to do. do you need I'm not assistance? a child. I will stay in bed and rest. I believe you. As Nico is leaving, he heard in the background, Zero, go find a fire extinguisher just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Already on it. Just for the humor. Just for the joke value. <laughs> Astrid's over there. Thomas, bring me some matches. <laughs> A good idea. Thomas is keeping watch. Anyway. <laughs> Thomas is standing over Paul like an executor. Or like an no, like like no. like like an executioner. Like keeping watch for something coming into at the hideout. Ah, I, I can't work under these, these conditions. There's enough people watching Paul. <laughs> it's like it's like Thomas is standing there holding the sword up waiting. <laughs> Uh, so, Nico, you head out to the location that has been described to you, which, mm-hmm. as you find out, is a seedy drug den in the middle of Atlanta. Uh, you sort of enter. It's very much that sort of underground bar aesthetic. You sort of have to go down a flight of stairs to get to the door to enter this establishment. A guy checks you at the door. Ah, so the afterlife. That <laughs> kind of, yeah. 
uh, it's a speakeasy for drugs. Yeah, you go down to hell in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Or go up to heaven in the afterlife, one of the two. The afterlife mm-hmm. is a nightclub in Atlanta. They have the upper floor is heaven, the lower floor is hell. Lots of stuff happens there. <laughs> then the guy, guy, guy checks you at the door, make sure you're allowed in, which you are. He lets you in. You find yourself in the middle of a like a very sort of low light, um, smoky atmosphere sort of environment. People at various tables trying various substances. There's alcohol, there's drugs, there's smoking. Everywhere is an enjoyment, but you are instructed to head to the back room. Okay. Uh, he will make a beeline for that. So. Where there's a Baccarat table. But you make your you make your way back and sitting in a private lounge, basically entirely to herself, is Amalia. Dark skinned, uh, long sort of curly hair that sort of flows down to about mid-back, covered from head to foot in tattoos. There's probably not an inch of her skin, not even on her face, that is not inked. Um, and a variety of different piercings. And she sort of looks at you with these sort of piercing yellow eyes, which is an unnatural color and unique to her. Um, but she sort of looks at you and... So, little Nico. Coming to learn some more recipes. He nods. We're going to be facing off against ghosts. So you want to learn the whispers of Thoth? Damama. Very well. Sit down. Let me pass you through this experience. He'll take a seat wherever he can. I like the amount of overlap there is between Nico and Hakal. Like, thematically. (laughs) There is a bit, isn't there? (laughs) So, she says, as she sort of pulls out a... Uh, a bowl uh, and sort of douses and sort of dumps into it this sort of faintly greenish yellow powder. This is a potent mixture of a variety of different materials. Gunpowder, snake venom, potassium chloride salt, all of this in lethal amounts. Hmm. You're going to inhale not just the smoke, but the flame. All right. You will likely hear the voices of the dead when you do this. kind of drums his fingers a little nervously on the tabletop. All right. Well, I know a couple of them. Takes a lighter. Like not even not even like a fancy one, just like a plastic zippo. Right. <laughs> Pranks it. 
Are you ready? I am. She lights the material. It goes up like a fucking bonfire. <laughs> There's gunpowder in it. And he'll just lean forward. And she, hold, and just... and she holds it under your nose. Yeah. yeah. And is that just my standard uh, elixir roll? Yeah, make an elixir roll. Inhale the fire. Become Three one successes. with the fire. So you inhale this flame and it singes your entire body. You feel like you are on fire on the inside. And you begin to hear those whispers from beyond the pale for a moment. And everything subsides. Grip the handle of his duffel bag just to try and center. After a moment, the whispers subside and you have this sort of inherent understanding, sort of the way that you know how to breathe, that no one can explain to you how to breathe, you know that you ha- that you are primed to inhale the essence of a ghost. That's a rush. And you know that to make that inhalation, what is required of you is simply to ask of the ghost. He'll pull out um, his little journal and ask her some just very specific questions about exact proportions for making this mixture in the future. Yeah, she will... She will give you your recipe for how to craft this elixir on your own. Awesome. And you have learned false whisper. What are you going to call ghost vapors? <laughs> I would ask... If there is anything that we need. For your task? Hard to say. You walk where none have. You face dangers that there is no precedent for. You may be writing your own recipes in the time to come. Turn your experience into power. I may be leaving town for a brief time within the next week or so. Remember? Is there anything required before I leave for the Southern Temple? At the moment, your task is too great to demand of you any more than you've already given. I understand. Remember, you are always ascending. Turn your experience into the power to move forward. I will. All right. If there's anything else you need, let me know. 
obviously enjoy your time here as you like, but I think you have work to do. I need to stop by the flower shop. Have fun. Gives her a little half grin and a nod. And heads to the nearest florist shop that he can find. So you do that. Okay. Mean. He's just getting a flower display. Yeah. <laughs> Easy enough. Meanwhile, Paul. Yes. With your eight successes, <laughs> I'm focusing you through some gentle guitar playing. <laughs> I can't be the only one picturing Jade Peralta. <laughs> I mean, fair, but no, like actual, like just sort no, of like, casual strumming in the corner. Prob- probably like some, uh, like, yeah, like maybe maybe some actual tunes, like uh, something folksy, something like that. Yeah, she's in cool. just like metal. That's me. just what she likes and plays. Meanwhile, I'm on the phone. Yes, first class. Yes, penthouse suite. <laughs> yes. Seven of them. We're I was all say, yeah, but what about the rest of us, Zara? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm hearing is that we're all doing our part. Yeah. <laughs> but with eight successes, what you learn is that this is beyond you. More than anything, you learn this artifact can be activated by anyone from what you can gather of it. It doesn't require any of the fey magic that a changeling normally wields. All it requires is to be placed in a place that is a door, that can symbolically represent a door, and anywhere in the vicinity is locked off from the hedge. And you can only imagine that doing so in the hedge can do the same from different angles, stopping any anything from Arcadia coming into the hedge or stopping anything from the real coming into the hedge. Okay. And you can only theorize that it would also work if you were in Arcadia to stop something from Arcadia getting into the hedge, although you would never want to go there to find out. Can Can I get a concept of how old it is, what it's made of, how it was made, anything like that. This, like every artifact you've encountered, seems older than dirt. Not a one of these yet has seemed to not be antediluvian. Okay. (laughs) You are not making this easier on poor Paul. These almost appear to be fundamental. Things that have existed since their relevant quantity has existed. Like you would say, the Crimson Veil has likely existed since vampires have existed. Yeah. Is it fair to say that we hear a few of those groans? I think it's, I I think from Paul at this point, it's really, he's just, (sighs) I I, I mean, I think Nina knows him well enough and he's not really hiding this. So it's up to William whether a role would be required. 
he's just he's really tired and i don't mean like he didn't get him enough sleep i mean it's, this is yeah. just like he's on drained. Like, on a spiritual level yeah he just he's about done but as fundamental as these items are there's no way you could replicate them <clears throat> no you way you might be I'm... able to learn from them to maybe sort of simulate some of the effects, but there's no way you can make copies of these things. And, and that means that doesn't just mean there's no way that Paul can do it. That means that no one could. Is that right? Unlikely, yeah. Okay. None well, of that that's, creator. That's a specific bit of information that he really wanted to find out. And it's not the answer he wanted, but at least he knows it. It's sort of like, could you ask someone to copy gravity? Science fiction says yes. <laughs> <laughs> not, not just the presence of gravity, not like making an artificial gravity machine, but copying the fundamental law of physics, gravity. No, I, I, I'm just being a dick. I, yeah. like, I, I what you're saying. Technically, it's a theory. <laughs> After Paul, like, I don't know, sets his pen down or... Or, or glasses down or something. There, yeah, there's there, there are definitely a few of, like, these moments. Yeah. Hey, Paul. Yes. Do me a favor. Um, tell me something about you that you haven't told me before. What's life like back home for you? You mean when I'm not working? When you're not working, yeah. Um, he turns and 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 looks at Nina. Can I can I get a sense of what? I guess can Paul get a sense of sort of why she's asking? I think I I maybe have a better sense knowing Jeremy, but can Paul get a sense of why Nina is asking? She's just sort of sitting. I mean, yeah, I, I, I would be absolutely cool with a role or something like that. Um, she's not being like, like, yeah, secret. I guess there's a little of manipulativeness, but you know, benevolent. I would um, call that manipulation and persuasion rather than subterfuge. Uh, so what? What do I roll? Roll wits and empathy. Okay. I do not have persuasion. Hmm. That did that not did roll, roll any dice. <laughs> yes, it did not. Although my all of my damage was bashing anyway. Yeah, so your damage should be gone. So my damage should all be gone. So it's uh, I wish chance, there was right? an easier way to get rid of these wound penalties than just clicking through all of the things. So it's one die, so well, it's one die, it's not zero dice. Yes, yeah, not so. Still nothing. Yeah. yeah. It's um, it's not hard to see that, you know, go ahead and describe yeah. what you feel like. It's there is de it's definitely an honest question. It's definitely a I want to know, but it's also she wants to get him talking. Um sort of 
you know, again, running, running his hands, he's taken the bald cap off and everything at this point and looks like himself again. Although right. he still does very much have just like a big old mustache now instead of his old beard, <laughs> um, uh, which is a little weird. Um, but uh, he sort of looks, looks at her for just, you know, a couple seconds and says, you know, it used to be when I was home, I'd always say it was quiet. But uh, it's not anymore. It's uh, it's chaotic, but uh, uncontrolled, and it doesn't need to be. If you really want something that might surprise you, I used to drive a motorcycle when I was younger. Didn't know, honestly, not hugely surprised. You definitely give off a... You give off a post... Assuming that Wesley had survived past season five of Angel, you give off that sort of vibe. He smiles... Well, I was really hoping for more of an Anthony Ed thing, but uh, I suppose I that can... too, that too, actually, yep, yep, good point, Ripper. <laughs> uh, yep. No, nothing like that. Nothing so. Uh, it didn't have any interest in the arcane, anything like that. It was all just artifacts and what would sell. Um, but. Uh, Just, I don't know. I miss that. That I miss that sort of uncontrolled chaos. It doesn't need to be controlled. I miss waking up in the morning and finding, uh, and I've already attempted breakfast spread across the floor, eggs everywhere, flour in the air. Mm-hmm. I miss the cats getting where they shouldn't. But that's not to say it's not. It, it's bad the way it is, right? The way it is here or the way it is there? The way it is there. No, it's wonderful. Like I said, I miss it. Yeah. Paul, I have a question for you. <laughs> oh, Zero's here too. I've um, been here the whole time. I know, but I just picture him being so quiet that Paul sort of forgets he's there. I was on the phone five minutes ago. Um, most of the people that join our line of work are, by their natures, loners or people that don't have families to come back to. Why are you in this line of work? I picked the wrong job after I already had a family and I didn't wind up with much of a choice. And he kind of gestures to the eye, which he has at this point taken out the probably like incredibly nasty and grody burnt 
uh, contact that was covering the, the fake eye and uh, scrubbed it clean. And it was just that same sort of mother of pearl pearlescence that's there. I picked up a shipment, some mount effects. Something went awry on delivery. And now I end up with one of them inside my skull. And so your order found you then? They did. Um, one option was to take it out. That seems like uh, a permanent solution. So they gave me the offer. They could uh, let me join them, help them to seek out other artifacts, put it to use, and keep an, pardon the expression, keep an eye on it, because they could keep an eye on me. Or they could just open me up, scoop it out, but that would be the end of me. It just strikes me as you uh, that you are amongst all of us, funnily enough, the least broken. Hey, Nina, you are very broken. <laughs> you know nothing about me. You find pointing guns in people's faces to be a fun hobby. That's not a normal thing. I only shoot the people that need to get shot. That statement is also not a normal thing. It's not a bad thing, mind you. Completely normal, Astrid will shout from the next room. Not helping! I'm supporting you! Says the person person (laughs) with a torture chamber. Yeah? What I'm saying is... Nico spends his his days and evenings prescribing to people that which would otherwise kill them if he wasn't around to keep them alive. Nina runs a almost cult-like union of followers and also happens to be a thriving rock star with a penchant for shooting things. I run what is literally Big Pharma and also have my own sordid history of black ops and murder, Astrid, the aforementioned torture chamber in her shed. You it's awesome! Have a f- you have a wife and kids. Don't forget that her brother's a vampire. Uh, also her brother's a vampire, yes, says God. You have a wife and kids. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. On a meta level, <laughs> yeah, how do I have a lower morality setting than all of you? <laughs> did we get to that point because <laughs> again there's a difference between pointing a gun at somebody and shooting them <laughs> one's assault the other's battery there's a difference exactly also i like how in the comparative morality speech thomas just doesn't exist thomas <laughs> thomas is a kid we're not telling you he doesn't count <laughs> also he made a monster killing a party so oh, I don't know oh yeah yeah i mean free. also yeah yeah thomas yeah, organized yeah. a monster thomas killing fuck party the bottom of the list let's <laughs> be honest 
Thomas is also very broken. <laughs> I mean, you all know nothing about him. It's okay. Um, all we need to know is that you organized a monster-killing fuck party. <laughs> Paul, Paul shrugs and sort of gestures back to the, the work that he's he's got in front of him and says, Look, I, I imagine all of us have picked up jobs for one reason or another throughout our lives that uh, we weren't maybe the most enthusiastic about at the beginning, but you got to find something that, uh, that draws you in, something that keeps you going. And this guy is right. And I think maybe I've gotten to a point where I forget what I'm doing it for. So, I mean, listen, this is not a judgment statement. But if we're judging brokenness, which is a bullshit thing to do, first of all. But if we're judging brokenness, the person that has that and comes here ranks pretty high on the scale. You understand I don't have a choice. I understand you don't have a choice. I understand that you think you don't have a choice. You saw what was her name? I'm so sorry, I forget. The uh the the one who was um possessed by the the Aegis art uh, artifact last season. The slasher lady? So the, the slasher lady? Oh yeah, the Sonic yeah. Slasher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what ever, was her actual name? Her name? Paul found it out for sure. Uh Emily. Emily. Emily Caulfield. You you remember Emily. Yes, and I understand. She wasn't even in the Aegis. She was just family to someone who was. That's why I do it. And I appreciate that. I'm not like I said, I'm not judging on any of this, and I just blithely labeling, labeling people broken is fucking stupid. Well, that weren't me. No, I know. I'm not. I'm not. Nina is attempting to make me feel bad. It's not working. But no, I'm not. I'm attempting. You know what? Never mind. So. Never mind. And she just sits back and stays there. Go ahead. Are you certain? Is everything okay down there? There was yelling. We cool. Cool. He sort of um, gestures to the notes and says, well, I've got uh, a limited amount of time, so if you don't mind, I probably will get back to it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you. You need anything? I'm here. I think you've already helped. Cool. Sir, a little smile. 
So, and we'll turn back to the research. Eventually, the night wanes on. Eventually, we feed Colleen a crown. <laughs> you eventually hit a point, Paul, where you're pretty certain the night is getting long and you are not sure that you can find anything else out about this thing, especially especially not with your current level of equipment and resources. He'll take one more pass, like, with any equipment that he's got documenting anything about it, spectrographs and whatever he can get. And then uh, say, all right, I suppose it's time. Is is Colleen asleep? Is she awake? She's up. She's been out this entire time. Colleen, I, if you're ready, I think I've gotten everything that uh, everybody's comfortable with me, uh, with me gleaning. All right. If you're sure. I don't know that I'm ever going to be sure, Colleen, but uh, I think we've done all we can. Okay. Are you sure? I mean, sure as I'll ever be. I still don't know what's ahead of us. I don't think any of us do. It's probably about this point that Nico is walking back in the door. Uh, He's, let's see, Thomas was out keeping watch? Yep, yep. Yeah, Nico, Nico gets out of his mini coop from where he's parked, comes in with a large vase full of flowers. Oh, you shouldn't have. Not for you. Astrid? Yep. Go get him. Cool. Yeah, and he'll just walk downstairs, set him next to Astrid's bed. Doing okay? Yeah. She's going to look at you like you grew two heads. Those are for you. Flowers are important in hospitals. Why? Gives you a thumbs up. It's a social convention. Meanwhile, Colleen sort of looks at the at the flowers in hospital con. Yeah. <laughs> looks looks <laughs> at the uh the, the wreath and just All right. Artifact number four of seven. And she places a hand on it. And there's a flash of white light and it's gone. And as you look, the tattoos that have been creeping up her left arm, if I remember correctly, um, creep further across her chest and up the sides of her face as they had started to previously. And it sort of spreads around to where the left half of her face is marked with these arcane scrawlings. And as you look and sort of pay attention, you notice that around her chest, like a upper like clavicle area, just like just around the neck, the 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 lines form of a tracery like a like a collar with the the outlines of thorns around her neck and continues to spread further across. And at the time it stops, it has reached the other shoulder. It hasn't proceeded down the other arm, but has reached the other shoulder. 
How does she look? Um, Comfortable, distressed. She looks as if this is something she's done before, but it's new every time. You're starting to get, you're starting to get a collection that rivals mine, Colleen. Just looks, looks down at Nico. Them. Nico kind of holds a hand up at the flash. Oh, I didn't know that was happening now. <laughs> All right, my work is done. Hitch on the flip side. I'm taking off. Uh, Where's that back ring? Tomorrow. Hmm? Where's the ring? Uh, it's here. We, yeah. we put it in containment. No, we haven't fully contained it yet, though. Paul gets out the. Uh, uh, I think we put it in the statue, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, placed, yeah. it was placed in the statue. Paul gets out the stopwatch. Yeah, secured. Uh, we'll 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 turn it. The statue turns from, if I recall correctly, from like an upright, you know, form holding a sword to an old old bent man, and the thing slides open. I need to and he uh, withdraws the con- container holding the, the the ring. I need to take that to get it prepared to be thrown into a volcano. Who wants to come with me? Nina's already gone. Yeah. Unless you all trust me to do it on my own. I don't think I'm allowed to leave. Nope. Mm. I'll go with you. Right. I'll get the ring. Thomas, stay or go? Uh... You ever seen the inside of a big pharma? Nope. Sure, I'll come. Well then, let's go to the laboratory. Can you say it laboratory though, please? Let's go to the laboratory. Thanks. Is is uh is Nico going as well? No. <laughs> Nico's staying behind a tree astrid. <laughs> Nico Nico's doing a observation. Uh, we need it frozen in a block of nitrogen, yes. The coldest cold and the hottest hot yes. all in one. So yes, frozen in nitrogen. And we'll put it into a nitrogen containment cell and See if we can't break it here, but still plan on taking it to Hawaii. Cool, yeah. Uh, let's go. And I will lead them out to my car with the ring in tow, and we'll head to wherever, not the laboratory that's in my penthouse complex, uh, <laughs> but we'll lead them to a off-site laboratory mm-hmm. that has the required facilities. So... Running through that, you can get it frozen in the block of nitrogen as you require. Yeah. You can get it in a, a nitrogen containment unit. We're going to have them run a few tests on it and see if it can be destroyed locally. You don't have the heat. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you, you can you can get it frozen, but you don't have the heat requirement. Yep. All right. Well, after doing a few tests, put it in a containment unit. That'll, that'll, that'll keep it frozen until we throw it into a volcano. Fun fact, containers of liquid nitrogen have lids that don't screw shut. Yes, because the pressure would explode. Yeah, you can't you can't <laughs> keep them pressure sealed. Nope, <laughs> gotta have room to breathe. <laughs> Thomas is just looking around at everything. How impressive is this? Oh, uh, so I feel like I feel like the the exterior of the building is like a boring looking, like brutalist square building mm-hmm. with no windows and just like a sign on the front that just says, you know, Chiron Group. Uh, and then once you get inside. It's that sort of like 
clean white, lots of glass and stainless steel aesthetic that you always see in like the, uh, in like, um, in the, the, in, the future is now kind of very clean. Yeah. White. Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah. In, in, in the, the kinds of things that you see in the, um, in, in, in like, uh, 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 James Bond movies or in, um, uh, horror movies where they, they always happen in a lab. Like the thing always starts that kind of thing where everything is too clean and too clear and too see-through. Abstergo Industries. Yes. How much stuff is out and like around or is it all kind of hidden away? I mean, there's stuff out and around. There's also lab techs dealing with it. Like there's a okay. lot of people here. Mm-hmm. Nothing that looks immediately supernatural anywhere within public. Yeah, no, no, no. This okay, is, he's just very quiet. This is a this is a observing. normal this is a normal laboratory. That's why I didn't take them to the one in the penthouse. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is a medical facility and just general research and scientific. Yep. It's a think tank. Lots of lots of whiteboards with stuff written on it that's hard to read. Lots of people in lab coats. Yeah, get it get it frozen up. Put it into uh, we'll probably have it like in a in a cylinder of nitrogen that is then in like a cool like a sealable cooler. It's like the cylinder isn't sealed, but the cooler is sealed and kept at a temperature. And has and has air holes, presumably. Yeah. But. Everything set so that it can be set so that it can be traveled in comfort, yeah. and and so that it can be taken back with us to the hideout so that everyone can see that it's there and safe. Meanwhile, are there any other conversations that need to be that need to happen while that is happening? Say between Nico and maybe Astrid. Oh, Nico's surprisingly quiet this evening actually if astrid initiates conversation he's there she's probably likewise quiet confused right now okay why did this person bring me flowers yeah in fact at some point she probably texts archer (laughs) (laughs) why would i talk to this person and i can what are you texting archer She, she probably just texts him so, like, I'm injured. Nico brought me flowers. What, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm so pleased. <laughs> ah, read previous statements. <laughs> Archer, being the man who wants to help, but also wants to have a laugh at his sister's expense, uh, says, well, I mean... Either you're going to die and the flowers are there to make you feel better in your last moments, or he's trying to get you a gift because he likes you. Oh my god, I'm going to die. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At at that, Astrid will look at Nico. Am am I dying? Not, Not any faster than anybody else is. Okay. Yeah, no, you're you, you're going to be fine. You just need like a long period of rest. Like I'm a little leery about putting you on a plane in the first place, but 
Hawaii is technically sort of a relaxed spot, although apparently we're going to be hiking up a volcano. So I don't, it's going to be complicated, but yeah, 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 no, you're, you're, you're going to be fine. I promise to do relaxing things while there. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to prioritize some of that. Honestly, not only for you. I mean, I consider murder relaxing, but physically relaxing like i'm sure that's very like cathartic and therapeutic sure but 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 most murders have a level of aerobic activity to them that we're trying to reduce Uh, yeah yeah i i will work on murder is relaxing (laughs) most people don't realize the m in asmr stands (laughs) for murder Murder. (laughs) but yeah no you're gonna be what what made you think you were dying? Uh, just something Archer said. He's probably just giving me a hard time. Oh, okay. It's, it's what brothers do. Yeah, the whole sibling thing was something that I learned about via observation. He sends you a text containing a bunch of flower emojis. Which one of us? You. Okay. I wasn't sure if he had Nico's number. Okay. She will send back question marks and WTF. (laughs) Um, When we get back to the hideout, could I get Paul and Thomas to make a wits and uh, composure roll? Sure, go for it. Sure. You get, you get you get the text back. He's trying to flirt with you. He's not good at it, but neither are you. <laughs> that was about to be a response. She will shoot back to Archer. I I, I don't know. This is uncharted territory. I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> Typically speaking, it begins with a conversation in which people talk about what they might like about each other. <laughs> it comes in that exact cadence with like spacing. Um so Okay, you, now he's just being a jerk. You 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 both notice that as you get out of the car, Zero seems to be for a moment staring at a point just be like just to the side of the building as if there was something there. Before he heads into the hideout. Wait, it was... There's nothing there. Like, if you look, there's nothing there. But he seemed to be very intently staring at something for a moment before he moved away. Now, out of curiosity, is that something that Paul would see? Oh, actually, uh, what is your eyelet you see? Ghosts. Spirits. You would see see what looks like... uh, on a like some like sort of a woman in her mid twenties, holding like a wrapped infant. Paul sort of gestures in that direction at Zero and says, "So a friend of yours." Hmm. And they're gone when you look back. Pardon, I'm not sure what you're talking about. La Llorona over there. The spirit with the baby. Mm. No, not a friend. Um, can I do a 
Sure, go ahead. Bits and empathy. Yeah. Roll. Yeah, can I? Yeah. Two. He's not lying, but it's not like that's an enemy either. Anything? He's very he's being very specific to the wording of not yeah, a yeah, he's very specifically answering your question. I am technically truthful, which is the best type of truthful. Anything you want to talk about? Remember when I said most people in this field don't have a family? I do. That's all he says before walking towards the hideout. Zara, one more question. If you don't want to talk about it further, that's fine. But anything we need to worry about? No. All right. They've been with me since I was born. If it's something you do want to talk about, if family is something you want to talk about, or this specific manifestation of it, we've got time before we leave. I but I'm the last it. person to push you on it. I appreciate it. But not right now. Is Thomas just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he's just in the background with that face. <laughs> Leia. You you get you get another you get another text eventually, Astrid, that's just a gif of it's it's just the Captain America sitting down in front of a chair gif. <laughs> with the, with the chair backwards. So you get the sense that your brother is fucking with you. Yeah, she'll just text back, stop being a jerk. Look, I'm just trying to help you start maybe the one romantic interest in your entire life. <laughs> there was that dot, dot, dot. Never mind. <laughs> Listen, you've had nothing but your job since we came into it. She'll text back, I don't even know how to start a conversation. You open your mouth and you form words. If you were here right now, I would punch you. No, you wouldn't, doctor's orders. <laughs> Astrid's just over there cussing under her breath at her phone right now. Thomas Nico is needs gonna... to make a roll then. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what's what's Thomas doing? Thomas is texting Nina. Four successes. <laughs> Nico's smart enough to shut the fuck up. <laughs> you good? Um, there is a super quick response of fucking peachy. With bat, bat, skull, tongue out, thumbs up. Thumbs up back, smiley face. Fucking emojis. No pumpkin emojis though, right? No. Mm -mm. Okay, good. She's not a monster. 
If there were pumpkin emojis, she might be going to look up a euthanatos mage or some shit. <laughs> Which is something we don't want her doing by herself. I don't think Thomas knows that. I don't think he's that smart. I, oh, okay. I wouldn't well, make that connection either. Was... So. Uh, eventually, you get you get another text that just says, in all seriousness, it starts with conversation. Ask questions. What does he like doing? Uh Personal questions. That's how you learn about someone. What do you like doing? Drugs. <laughs> so you like drugs. <laughs> what kind of drugs do you like? <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm pairing that with the Captain America gift. Right. So, so you like drugs. <laughs> Establish if you have any common ground. Do you like murder? <laughs> Have you ever killed someone with drugs? Have you ever tortured someone with drugs? <laughs> How do you feel about torture sweets? This is why John and Jeremy the... would be very bad wingmen in the world. <laughs> or the best. Or the best. One of the two. No in between. You could, you could write an entire pamphlet on the things he hasn't done with drugs. <laughs> Astrid will just stare at Nico for a minute. <laughs> so, how did you get into this whole hunter thing? Then the door opens. <laughs> I was headed home from a party with a couple of friends, and we got jumped by the ugliest vampire you've ever seen. Um... And like when when you're when you're in as deep as I am with the Russian mafia, there's there's you know that there's bad shit <laughs> in the dark, but that bumped things up to a new level for me. <laughs> and I spent a very traumatized couple weeks hiding in my apartment. <laughs> um well, it wasn't actually my apartment. It was my friend's place, and they were running the concert circuit, so I just broke in and hid. Um, and then apparently news had gotten around about that, and so that's when the organization found me. And since they had some answers and... I had known a couple of them without knowing what they were actually into. Kind of like acquaintances. It just sort of snowballed from there. So a uh, Russian mafia was mentioned? Yeah. Um, Dad worked for them. And then there was a hit and so at that point, uh, when the power structure changed, it was it was weirdly courteous in a sort of, oh, well, we're sorry we killed your dad in a crossfire, so we'll pay for the rest of med school kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. 
And with that revelation, <laughs> that's where we'll end for the week. Oh, can I can I just because I might be out next week, can I do a real quick bumper? Oh, yes, there is one stinger before we close. Um, when we when we have a chance, Paul will excuse himself to to call his family and make his travel arrangements home. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes in into uh, actually probably I guess by the time they leave, he will go out and when he's completely on his own, he takes out his phone uh, and uh, dials the number and calls and when it picks up he goes, Maxwell. It's Paul. I tried it my way. It didn't work. Tell the cigarists I've reconsidered their offer. I'm ready for the second initiation. And that's where we end for the week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Goodbye.